Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, the long-awaited return of the football podcast. Where have they been? Have they been playing football? No, no, there was people out of the country. It was very difficult to podcast when only 50% of the people are here. But now everybody's back, so we can talk football again. Yay! Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Generally, share the podcast around as much as possible. If you've got a football fan in your life, send this podcast their way. They might appreciate it. Who knows? There's only one way to find out. Right, so now that it's back, let's get talking football, baby. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Yes, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, recording is very much in progress. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks, but we are coming to you live. But on your feet, probably not live. Um, yes, football has happened, even though some of us would probably rather not talk about it ever again until things change. Um, but yes, welcome in. Uh, obviously, I'm here to give you your Middlesbrough FC breakdown, but I'm not alone. Bringing Hull City-based knowledge into your ear holes is Stuart Wubensey. How are you, sir? Oh, distinctly average. But I'm here. <laughs> Very nice. He had, to, he had to really, really think about how he was there, ladies and gentlemen, which probably tells you what you need to know. Even though we'll get to that, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure he should be the uh, most content of the, uh, of the followers. Um, bringing us Nottingham Forest-based banter and updates is Mr. Matthew Moore. How are you, sir? <laughs> really an opportune to cough, moment to cough there. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's not a cough of illness, it's a cough of post-crossfit, dying slowly. Like, you know, so by the end of the podcast, I'll just be like weekend at Bernie's kind of thing, like just prop him up in the corner there, and there he is, he's still there, we think. <laughs> ah, yes, uh, what Mr. Moore has done there is he's um, potentially uh, mistakenly used a film that uh, I have um, never seen, uh, thinking that I possibly have seen that film, and um, as, as Andrew Cook will tell you, that is never ever the case. Uh, is it, Mr. Cook? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I've never seen it, I just know the reference and have seen clips. But, I see. I was, about, I was about to produce volume one, A to Aardvark, of films Paul's not seen, um, but I haven't got a big enough forklift to get it up into view. <laughs> um, Weekend, Bernie, Weekend at Bernie's is a film, Paul. It's, Thank you. It's when they're not kicking the ball. It's that other ah. thing on the TV thing. That that is that is how I usually decide, like sort of differentiate what I'm watching on the TV uh, as to whether does uh, does it have you know, a ball? Yes, no, and then it goes into that graph thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. No, have no um, interest. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening along, that's uh, those were the dulcet tones of uh, Mr. Andrew Cook, who for the first week or so of our podcast was indeed bringing you Wrexham FC uh, updates and uh, information. However, due to the nature of uh, this season's podcast and um, Mr Cook adopting the winner stays on format, he is sadly no longer a Wrexham FC fan. He is now throwing his, uh, his, his way behind. Well, we'll tell you that later on. We'll get to that when we come to next week's predictions. So, obviously, we uh, we had to leave you in the lurch somewhat. In that, fifty um, percent of the uh, of the podcast was uh, not going to be in the country for uh, a prolonged period of time. Sadly, uh, but we are myself and Mr. Wilkinson. We are back. We're ready to uh, to update you with all the goings on of our respective clubs. 
Um, and uh, well, better to start than by uh, the uh, in- incomings and outgoings, shall we say? Um, so, um, I'll, I'll start us off with the Middlesbrough incomings and outgoings, and the, the biggest, the biggest news of that is that um, all three of these gentlemen uh, that you see before you, if you're watching on the, on the, on the YouTube, will have to reassess their Middlesbrough top goal scorer prediction. As last season's Middlesbrough and Championship top goalscorer, Tuba Rackbomb, is no longer a Middlesbrough FC player. He's no longer even playing in the Championship or in England at all. He has moved to Ajax of Amsterdam for an initial fee of €12 million, Euros, which could possibly rise to £15 million in future add-ons. Uh, it, was, it was pretty much um, common knowledge uh, that... Uh, Mr. Rapon was going into the last year of his contract. Um, that was uh, a, 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 an extension that had been triggered during last season um, due to his good form. Uh, it was an automatic extension that could be triggered at any point by the club. Uh, they went ahead and did it, but he made it, he made it clear that he wasn't going to be signing a new deal. Um, so when that became apparent, it, it was kind of obvious that the club was going to end up looking to move him on uh, and try and get a fee for him rather than losing him, uh, for nothing. Um, in the summer next year. So, sadly, he has moved on. Um, I think it's a good deal for the club. Um, money in is always is better than losing the player for free. Uh, it does leave them short in certain areas of the attacking um, side of the pitch, uh, which they did move quite swiftly to, um, to uh, fill the void left by Mr. Atpon. And uh, coffee lovers... Worldwide, were, uh, were in awe uh, when uh, Borough snapped up Emmanuel Latte Laff for an, uh, for an initial sum of five million euros from Atalanta in Italy. Hopefully, he will fill the void uh, left by Mr. Uh, Tubes, um, and hopefully, he'll uh, hit the ground running as soon as possible. I've heard um, he's a uh, I've heard he's a boiling hot player. He's he's a smooth. Operator, yes. Uh, he's, uh, <coughs> let's just hope he's full of beans. He's going to grind really quickly. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, strong. You want him to be strong. Anyone? Stop milking it. Anyone got any more? Hopefully he'll have a few shots. Yay! Very good. Very good. Um, he was not the only, uh, the only player joining the borough at this particular time. Um, they've brought in a new left-back which was a position they needed to strengthen as the uh, the only fit left back at the club was Hayden Coulson. Um, so they brought in Lucas Engel from Silkeberg IF in Denmark. I believe he was their player of the year last season and um, some uh, stats that uh, a podcast that I follow on uh, Twitter had, um, sorry, not Twitter, X, as it's now known, of course. Uh, they'd done a breakdown of his stats compared to last season's Loney Ryan Giles, uh, similar numbers for assists um, and goals, and apparently he does have uh, greater numbers in tackles and, and things like that from a defensive side. So fingers crossed he'll be able to uh, fill the hole that was left when Ryan Giles' loan expired. That's it from a Borough perspective. Um, we'll come to we'll go to uh, Stu for, for the uh, for the whole transfers. I've got it down that there's um, one out and two ins, if that's uh, correct. Yeah, that's what I have too. Um, so it's, it is sad news, everybody, because uh, Tete is out. He's out of the door. Uh, he's gone to FC Metz in France for uh, around 1.8 million euros. So if you get your calculators and, and work that out, it's... Um, not too shabby based on the fact that he spent most of last season either injured or uh, headbutting people and getting himself banned for three games. So it was just a shame because he, he did link up pretty well with Oscar um, when he got to play, but I, I don't think we really saw the best of him. And then with the other business that's been done and the fact that the manager is, is now kind of working with a bit of a constraint financially, um, owners not wanting to get in trouble, obviously, for spending too much cash, etc., etc. Um, uh, it was one of the sort of necessary sort of moves, I guess. 
um, especially if he wasn't going to be playing regularly this season. So that's not the worst thing ever. Um, but we do have two incomings. Uh, we have, uh, I, I mean, which one do I go for first? Scott Twine, an attacking midfielder on a season-long loan from Burnley. Um, apparently a few clubs were after his signature. I mean, I'm pretty sure it says that on every press release that has uh, uh, ever put out about a player that he's signed. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's here for the season. Definitely an area that needed strengthening. Um, nice to have somebody other than uh, Seri that'll be uh, looking to get the ball forward all being well. Um, but but the big one for the podcast, uh, a, a Paul Williams favourite, no less. Aaron Connolly, a name you may remember from last season, has now signed on a permanent one-year deal. Uh, City had him on loan for a small period last year. Um, I think it was January time we took him. Um, scored a few goals, kicked the end of his bed and broke his toe, and then was never to be seen again. Uh, however, now he has been seen again. Uh, we've got him on a one-year deal. It's kind of a bit of shrewd business. The fee was undisclosed. There has been rumours, but officially it's an undisclosed fee. Um, bit bit shrewd, though, because kind of saw glimpses of him last season and probably didn't want to go too heavy on the length of the contract just in case. Um, so he's, he's pretty much got a season to prove himself. And, yeah, one-year deal. Already, already doing the business, uh, but we, we will get to that momentarily, I should imagine. Absolutely. Um, that just leaves us with uh, Nottingham Forest transfers. Uh, on this one, I've got just the one coming in. Uh, yeah. Two out permanently and three out on loan. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we've got yeah, Josh Baller going to Cardiff on loan. Richie Larea going to Vancouver Whitecaps on a season long loan. Um, and so that yeah, they, so they were ones that I think Richie Larea came in at the end of the season that we got promoted. I was just back up, left back, and I think unfortunately you can't get rid of him. Josh Bowler, I think, was bought as a what? What if we get relegated? We'll need a team to kind of bring us back up, kind of guy. Uh, <clears throat> Steve Cook has gone on a. It says free to QPR. I don't know whether there was a little bit of money handed over. I don't know. It's like undisclosed. Um, I'm I'm glad because. <laughs> We always say this, he's only 32, but it is a little bit of getting on in your in your career, so he does need to be playing kind of thing. Brian Ojeda has gone to Salt Lake. Whatever they're, whatever they're put for. 3.6 million euros, which is a decent amount. Um, he again signed that season that we got promoted and just never really managed to fit in. Um, did, he, and then did, he last... ever, did he ever play? Cause I, 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 it's just a name I don't ever remember hearing. He played a couple of times and looked decent, and then I think Cooper just—he just didn't really fit what Cooper wants. Speaking of which, Gustavo Scarpa, who I'm—I'm this—this is the one that's annoyed me because he's not had a chance to play for Forest, and for whatever reason Cooper don't fancy him. But when you're the best player in the Brazilian league, then you've won the best player in the Brazilian league, he must be a decent player. And they just sent him out on loan to to the parent club, sister club, ugly sister kind of, that kind of thing club, um, on loan for a season. I'm sure there's some shenanigans with money because whenever I listen to any Forest podcast or anything like that, Financial fair play, financial fair play comes up all the time and we don't want to end up like wolves and all this kind of thing. Um, so, <laughs> now this is where I kind of think. So obviously, yeah, we've got the one transfer in. Matt Turner from Arsenal for £7 million, possibly rising to ten. Um, obviously, we talked about it last year. The person running the club, like the sports director, was changed. And we got a guy from, from Rangers... Now, I don't want to kind of cast people with aspersions, but, you know, tight Scotsman, um, yeah, because 
what it sounds like is we've gone around low-balling people all summer for decent players that, pe- that people want and gone, oh, we don't, we don't know why we're not signing anybody. Because you're trying to sign a £30 million player, £30 million player for £17 million. Don't work like that. Um, so this week, um, one of the guys that spent that buttload of money last summer is now back in the fold. Oh, and shock horror, there's loads of rumours and possible signings in the next couple of days because, oh, we're stumping up the cash for players. What a shock kind of thing. So, yeah, one player in, Matt Turner. He looked really, he's looked really good. Um, but, yeah, so one person in, five out. But probably we'll finish the podcast and there'll be another one announced because I think there's a Argentine right-back who scored the winning penalty in the uh, World Cup uh, against France who is... I think literally, possibly signing the papers right now. Interesting. So, actually, sort of transfer in and out. We'll have another couple of weeks of this until the transfer window officially closes on the 31st of August, 1st of September. Um, and then, obviously, it's as you are until January. So, that's your transfer business done and dusted. We're going to take a short commercial or possibly even commercial free. I don't know where we're at with that. Break. And then we'll get into the games that took place whilst myself and Mr. Woman T were out of the country. So don't touch that dial, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Recording in progress. Yes indeed. Like we said, don't touch that dial. As we are indeed. Right back. So, like we said, what games have taken place since the uh, since the start of the season, obviously, um, the main thing we need to sort of address is the fact that we we've adopted this approach for Andy's team, as it were, that he started off on Wrexham, but it would change with the first team to beat them would then become Andy's team, and so on and so forth. Obviously, to remind people, we did actually put in a guess of how many times during the season that Mr. Cook would change team. Um, so far, um, the lowest person that, that suggested was Matt with 14. Andy himself selected 16. I would with 18 and Stuart with 21. Um, so, at the end of week three, going into week four, which is the current week, um, I'll just give an update of, of where we're at with the amount of times that said team has changed. So... Because there's so many games to get through, we're not going to give any sort of breakdown of what's gone on in the games. I'm just going to give the score, the scorers, and then the points that we've each got. Um, so we started off the season with Middlesbrough versus Millwall. Um, we all went for a Middlesbrough win in this one. Um, very different degrees of scorers. I got for Fours McGree for the, for the Borough. Stuart gone for Jones for the Borough. Matt had gone for McGree and Fours. Andy had gone for Fours. Uh, only Matt was uh, the only person to pick a Millwall goal in this one with Watmore. Um, and it was a 1 0 Millwall win with SA scoring the goal. So no points across the board there. Swiftly moving on to our second game of week one, saw Norwich City take on Hull. Um, I'd gone for a Hull win, Andy had gone for a Hull win, both with Esther Pinian to score. Um, Stu had gone for a 1 1 draw with Barnes and Delap to score. Um, Matt had gone for a 2-1 Norwich win with Sargent and Barnes to score for uh, Norwich and Esther Pignan to score for Hull um, the game finished 2-1 to Norwich City so Matt gets himself the first two points for the first correct score of the uh, of the season um, sadly his goal scorers did not uh, did not get on the score sheet as Rowe and Eder were the goal scorers for Norwich with Delap scoring for Hull so Stu gets himself off the mark with a point in that game. Uh, Andy's team's first game of the season saw Wrexham take on MK Dons. And, um, oh dear, uh, this one ended 3-5. So a 5-3 opening day win for MK Dons. Um, sadly, none of us have picked an MK Dons win. The closest was Stu with a 1-1 draw. Um, I'd gone 2-0 uh, Andy had gone 2-0 Matt had gone 1-0 um, 
I picked Lee and Palmer. Everyone else had just picked Palmer to score for Wrexham. Whereas Stu with his 1-1 draw had gone for Acer to score for MK Dons, which was a correct scorer. Um, Mendy, Davies and Ford got the goals for Wrexham. O'Connell with an own goal. Acer, Lecco got two and Harvey got the other goals for MK Dons. Now that kind of scuppered us in the fact that we then should have technically changed the next game uh, to uh, to be the MK Dons game. But obviously because we predicted the games far enough in advance, we'll just keep going at this particular time with the Rex games. So, we we'll move to the second games of the week, and these are all cup games. Uh, so we had Huddersfield Town that taken on Middlesbrough. Um, three of us had gone for 1-0 Middlesbrough win. Uh, sorry, sorry one, uh, three of us had gone for 1-0 Huddersfield wins on these. I'd gone 1-0 with Coroma to score, Stu 1-0 Rhodes to score, Matt 1-0 Simpson to score, Andy had gone for 2-0 Borough with Hoppy and Force to get the goals. Um, it finished 2-3, so Middlesbrough progressing into the second round of the cup on this one. Harriet and Hudlin got the goals for Huddersfield, Silvera, Jones and McGree got the goals for the Borough. So Andy gets off the mark for the season with a point for the correct result, but not a correct score, sadly. No goal score or points in that one. The next game was Hull versus Doncaster Rovers. Um, myself and Matt had gone for a 2-1 Hull win. Um, sadly, we didn't get the goal score at Estu Pignan, uh, so no points there. Um, and... Uh, no one had picked the goal scorer from Doncaster Rovers on any predictions. Um, Andy had gone for a 1-1 draw, uh, and Stu had gone for a 1-2, so a Doncaster 2-1 win, which was indeed the bang-on correct result. So he gets himself two points for that. Uh, like I said, no no one had any goal scorers in this one, so Estupinian got the goal for Hull, and there was a 2 for Miller from a Doncaster perspective. Um, final game of the week, took place in the Cup, and it was Wrexham versus Wigan. Um, myself and Andy had gone for 1-0 wins for Wrexham, with Lee and Palmer to score. Stu and Matt had gone for 1-0 Wigan uh, predictions, with McGuinness and Blake to score. So, of course, the game finished 0-0, went to penalties, and Wrexham progressed. So, no points across the board there, as there was no goals, and no one predicted a draw after 90 minutes. So, for those keeping score at home, after six games where an awful lot of goals were scored, I managed to get neither, neither a result nor a goal scorer correct. So I start the season on zero points from six games predicted. I think I think I should probably get a bonus point there for being so far off the mark. No, you get a minus point, an extra <laughs> minus point. Yeah, it should be like minus eight or something like that. Uh, Andy had one point from the uh, the first six games. Matt, two. But winning the first week was Stu Woodman with four points from the six games. Winning win the week, I predicted my own team to lose 2-1 in a cup. Always, always a bonus. Uh, we move into week two's predictions, where this brought in Nottingham Forest for their first game of the season. They were away at Arsenal. And sadly... They succumbed to a 2-1 defeat. Um, Naketia and Saka scoring the goals for Arsenal and Awonyi getting the goal for Forrest. Um, myself, Stu and Matt had all predicted Arsenal wins, 2-0 and 3-1 respectively. Andy had gone for a 1-1 draw. Um, uh, Matt and Andy both had Saka down to score goals, so get themselves a point there. Um, and they also had a one need to score for Forest, so they actually get two points there. So myself and Stu, a point for the correct score. Um, and Matt gets himself three points for the, uh, the correct result and two correct goal scorers. So well done, Matt. Our next game of the week saw Coventry City take on Middlesbrough. And it's a good thing we're not breaking down this game because, oh my... I believe I could do about 45 minutes just on how poor Middlesbrough were in this game. They finished 3-0 to Coventry. Goals from Gordon Wright and an own goal from Darren Lenehan. Um, no one had picked a Coventry win. I'd gone 3-0 Borough. So 
so I got the correct goals, but not in the correct order. That's funny. Shu had gone for a 1-0 win. Andy had gone for a 1-0 win. Matt had gone for a 1-1 draw, but had picked Godden to score. So it gets himself a bonus point there. Um, third game of the week saw Hull take on Sheffield Wednesday. This one finished 4-2 to Hull, with Ozan Tufan bagging a hat-trick and a first goal of the season for the aforementioned Loney turned permanent signing, Aaron Say Connolly. There he goes, there he it goes. Tur- it turns out that blonde-haired pigs do indeed fly. Um, the two goals for Sheffield Wednesday were scored by Delgado and Smith. Um, Predictions-wise, I'd gone for a 1-1 draw, as had Matt. We didn't have either, any of the goal scorers there, so sadly no points. Andy had gone for a 0-0 draw, no points there. Stu had gone for a 2-0 whole win, with Delap and Estepinian to score the goal, so just gets himself a bonus point there for the correct result. Our last game of the week, I tell you right, it's not our last game of the week, as uh, Wrexham had double duty. Um... Our second to last game of the week saw AFC Wimbledon take on Wrexham. Um, this one finishes the 1-1 draw with Tilly scoring the goal for Wimbledon and Lee getting the goal for Wrexham. I'd gone for a 0-0 draw, so I managed to get myself a point there. Stuart gone for a 2-1 Wrexham win. Didn't, sadly didn't have any of the goal scorers. Andy had gone for a 2-0 Wrexham win. Sadly had neither of the goal scorers. Matt had gone for a 1-0 win Lee to get the goals, so he gets himself a point for the bonus goal scorer. And our final game of the week saw Wrexham take on Walsall. Uh, this was a 4-2 win for Wrexham, with Boyle, Palmer, Bickerstaff and Lee getting the goals. Hussey and a Ford own goal from Walsall's perspective were their two goals. We'd all picked a Wrexham win, so we all get a point there. I had Palmer to score, so get a bonus point. Stu had Lee and Palmer to score, as had Matt, so gets himself, they both get three points for that one. Andy had gone 1-0 with Waters to score, so just the one point for Andy there. So, finished off week two, uh, Andy had three points from five games. I somehow miraculously managed to pick actual correct results at one point, so I managed to get myself four points from five games. Stu had gone five from five, Matt, with a whopping eight points from five games, wins that particular week. We're getting close to the current time, ladies and gentlemen. So, second uh, week three predictions, Nottingham Forest took on Sheffield United. They had a 2-1 win with Awani and Wood getting the goals for Forest. Uh, Gustavo Hamer on debut for Sheffield United getting the, uh, the reply there. Um... Stewart gone for a 1-0 home win with a 1-E to score. Gets himself two points. Andy had gone for a 1-0 home win with Johnson to score, so just the one point for Andy there. Uh, both myself and Matt had gone for 2-1 Forest wins. So we get two points for that. Um, I had Gibbs-White and a 1-E, as did Matt. So we get a bonus point for a goal scorer there. So three points each for myself and Matt. Blackburn Rovers took on Hull City. And it was a 2-1 away win on this one. Gallagher getting the goal for Blackburn. And I don't know how he's done it, ladies and gentlemen, but Aaron Connolly pops up with not one, but two goals in the same game. He must be high as a kite. In fact, he probably should have been drug tested, let's be honest. Um, as it's unfathomable that he, he managed to get one, let alone two in the same game. I think if he keeps scoring, somebody's going to have to drug test Paul just to make sure he's not OD <laughs> on anything. I'm not going to lie, it's, it's very possible. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not beat around the bush. So, I had a 1-1 draw for this one, so I was close to getting uh, two points there, but um, old old Aaron just had to score again, didn't he? The, the cheeky young scamp. Um, I had Ennis and Delap to score the goals, so sadly no points for me. Stuart gone for a 1-0 home win with Smodix to score, so no points for him, sadly. Um, Matt and Andy had both picked 2-1 wins. Uh, Gallagher and Smodix to score the goals for Blackburn with two fans to score for Hull, so Matt gets himself a bonus point for the Gallagher goal. 
Andy had gone for Gallagher and Bale, and Esther Pena had to score for Hull, so also gets himself a bonus point there. Page turned. I certainly can. Um, our third game of the week saw Middlesbrough take on Huddersfield, which sounds odd as they just played them in the cup the week before. Uh, this one finished 1-1. Um, where Middlesbrough somehow managed to score both the goals and not win. Uh, uh, first goal of the season for Hayden Hackney and a Dale Fry own goal settled this one. Sadly, none of us had picked a draw in this one. I'd gone for a 2-0 home win with Rodgers and Gilbert to score for the Borough. Stewart gone 3-1. Jones, Crooks and Fours to score for Borough. Ward to score for Huddersfield. Matt had gone 2-1 Borough. Jones and Fours to score for Borough. And Hudlin to score for Huddersfield. And he'd also gone for a 2 0 win with Stilbera and Fawes to score the goals for the Borough. So no points for that game there. Last game of the week saw Wrexham take on Swindon. And this one was absolutely crazy as it finished 5 all. And I believe Wrexham were as much as 5 3 down in the 90th minute. So quite the, uh, quite the comeback yet again. Um, goal scorers, strap in, ladies and gentlemen, Bickerstaff. Lee twice, Jones twice for Wrexham. Swindon, Young with two. Charlie Austin getting a goal. And ex-Hartlepool United loanee Dan Kemp getting the other two for Swindon. In a game with six different goal scorers, between us, we managed to get one point. Stu picking uh, Lee to get the goal. So Stu gets the bonus point there as none of us got any of the goal scores. Absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, from four games, Andy picks up two points. Myself and Stu both picked up three points. We're getting another win for the second week in a row. It is Matt, ladies and gentlemen, with four points from four games. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. Quick, snappy, giving you the information you need. Don't worry, let, next week we'll be back to sort of breaking down the games a little bit more as there's less to go through. Um, so, week four. I mean, I mean, you say that, Paul, there's a hefty chunk of predictions. Well, there's, there's five games to go through, six games to go through, seven, seven games. I was going to say, I've got seven, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, just, I just kept that in one on. It's fine. Just don't worry about it. So, week four, we begin... In Hull, with them taking on Bristol City. Obviously, it's Mr. Woodmancy's team. I believe he will be in attendance for said game. So we'll be able to very much break this one down for us. He will give his prediction last. I'll jump in straight away. I've gone for a 2-1 home win here. I've gone for Delap and two fans to score for Hull. Cornick to score for Bristol City. Matt, what have you got for this one? I've gone also for a whole 2-1 win mm-hmm. with Connolly and Tufan Foolish. And, and Knight to score for Bristol City Andy 1-0 to Hull Sayaramanesh to score <clears throat> Go on then Mr Wilbersey what are we hoping for or well that's, that's one question. What are you predicting is the other? Uh, I mean, clearly I'd be hoping for some sort of 6-0 drubbing. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't really see it happening. I don't know. Bristol are one of them teams for us where we either sneak one or get beaten. So I thought, do you know what? Well, let's go in the middle. So I've gone for a one-all draw. This, of course, a repeat of the 2008 Championship playoff final that saw Hull go up into the promised land of the Premier Division for the first time. Goal scorers, please. I've gone for Delap for Hull and James for Bristol. Very, very nice. Friday swiftly turns to Saturday. We travel to Lancashire, Manchester, Greater Manchester, where Manchester United take on Nottingham Forest. Um, Matt, Matt's team, you will go last, of course. I'll jump in straight away on this one. I've gone for a 1-1 draw here. Man United have not started the season very well. Um, they 
kind of stole three points from Wolves uh, and then capitulated to manage to lose to Spurs, of all teams, at the weekend, 2-0. Uh, so I, uh, I believe that the Paddy Power coverage says was that Manchester United outspursed Spurs. It's a pretty accurate statement. Life. My goal scorer this one, I've gone for Fernandez to score for Man United, Gibbs White to get the response for Forrest. Stu, what have you gone for on this one? Unfortunately, I have got a 1-0 Manchester United win. Um, I've gone for Fernandez based as he is the chief penalty taker as well, so that kind of tells you what you need to know about that one. That was my thought process on that one. Andy? Uh, one all draw. Rashford. And Wood. Ah, coming off the back of his last minute heroics from last weekend. Yes, sly dog, you. Uh, go on then, Matt, how's it going to pan out? All oh, way too optimistic. I've gone for a Man United 3 1 win. I think there'll be massive changes. I think Ten Hag will be kind of giving a right kick up the arse kind of thing. And probably just don't do very well against Man United. You know, let's all go back to 8-1 and Ron Atkinson sitting in the wrong dugout. Uh, <laughs> and that was at the City Ground, folks. Uh, so I've gone Anthony, Rashford and Ericsson. Everybody's made the classic mistake. Old boy rule, Alanga. Do you reckon he'll start? I mean, uh, that's... that's no, he hasn't, he hasn't started so far. He comes on with about 20 minutes to go and just runs riot would be kind of thing. He's, he's good. I, I, I wasn't sure about the signing, but he is. Whilst, I was going to say, whilst I didn't see the uh, the game against Arsenal, it sounded like he got some good plaudits for when he came on and set up the goal. I mean, the goal was mental because... Um, one you took it down, passed it to him, then set off, and he's like a good six foot, six foot on, and was like galloping, and he just ball and just went, and I was like, whoa, okay. Then you could see a one you be like, Jesus Christ, mate, you need to slow down a little bit because I can't keep up with you, kind of thing, to get to the, to the place to score the goal. But yeah, he's really, really quick. Very nice. Our third game of the week takes us back into the championship and uh, to. Um, my other half sort of uh, area of the of the country where it's West Bromwich Albion taking on Middlesbrough. Obviously it's my team, so I will give my prediction last. Uh, let's go to Andy for his prediction on this one. Um, <clears throat> I've got Borough delivering an absolute thumping to West Brom with a 2-0 win. Uh, for a man that's just finished off a second coffee this evening, I'm absolutely picking Latte to score. And I've got Silvera to get the other one. First of the season for Latte last. Very, very nice. One thing I did forget to give in the transfer uh, round was that Matthew Hoppy has joined uh, a team in the United States on a season loan, and it's escaping me where he's gone now. So, um, don't be picking Hoppy to score for the Borough lads during the course of the season, because he in there. Um, Stu, what have you got for this one? Unfortunately for you, Mr Williams, and unfortunately also for your better half, I'm rolling out the nil-nil draw. Oh! Get your pie hats on, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a thriller. Matt? I've also gone for keeping the peace in the uh, Williams household as well, but I've gone for a one-all draw with Thomas Asante for WBA and never called that ever uh, and uh, Latte Laugh for, uh, for, for the Borough You look like you were going to say something there Stu so I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you have your moment go on. No it's just purely because of unfortunately again as, we, as we've alluded to earlier man was more for the fact that Borough haven't exactly uh, set the world on fire just yet and West Brom have managed to level off on a goal difference so I just thought that's that's the only reason I picked the nil-nil that's all I was going to say I think you're all being very very optimistic we 
don't usually do that well against uh, the Baggies. Um, and Ashley Fletcher, Wonder Strike, and a British Ambalonga bundled in winner aside in the last couple of years. Um, I think we will lose this one 1 0 uh, with a goal from Josh Madger to uh, further prolong our stay in the Championship's bottom three, sadly. Can, so, can we, we just have to... a moment of appreciation for British Ambalonga's name being rolled out in this podcast? Uh, just... yeah. Do do do. Oh. You never know. You might you might end up hearing his name a lot more because I don't even know if he's got a team or if he's still technically at Watford. But all that, all that needs to happen is he just needs to sign for Hull, and then he's the latest in the has played for all three clubs member. So keep it keep it keep it tuned here, ladies and gentlemen. If he signs, you will of course be the first. So game four of the week sees Andy's latest team take on Blackpool. Now, Andy's latest team is Lincoln City. Now, let me allow you to... Uh, let me just explain how we got to Lincoln City. So, Wrexham, first game of the season, they were beaten by MK Dons. So, winner stays on format, MK Dons becomes the team. They were then beaten in the League Cup by Wickham. The very next game, <laughs> they then lost to Lincoln City. Lincoln have yet to lose since they were uh, since they defeated Wickham. So Lincoln are our are our fourth team of the season, but they are our third. So it's our third change of team, if you will. But it is team four of the season. So Andy's. Been to the tattooist. He's got his Lincoln City imp tattooed on him. He's fully thrown his support behind the boys. We'll go to him as it's his team for his prediction last. I'll jump in. I've gone for a 1-0 win for the imps with Udo to get the goal. Stu. I've got got a Lincoln City 2-1 win. With Hackett Fairchild and Walker for Lincoln, and then Lavery for Blackpool. Hackett Fairchild, of course, the uh, latest in the long name, of, the long list of um, if your child asks to have his name put on the back of his or her shirt, you immediately cry. Uh, who was your second goal, goal scorer? Walker. Walker, yeah. And for Blackpool, Lavery. Very, very nice. Matt? I've also gone for a 2-1 uh, Lincoln win. Hackett Fairchild as well. Sorensen um, for Lincoln City. And Beasley for Blackpool. Beasley. Go on then, Andrew. You've supported them for pretty much all of your life stroke the last 10 seconds um, how, are, how are your boys in red and white going to get on this week so it's a 1-0 win of course. With, with Hackett scoring now I didn't quite catch that Hackett Hackett Fairchild yes popular name on the podcast this week Obviously, if he does score, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to have to uh, buy Andy a shirt with it printed on the back, yeah. <laughs> It'll have that's to be a long sleeve one. That's what we might have to do. At the end of the season, depending on the team that he's ended up with, we might have to just get him a shirt so that to start next season, that's his team. And hopefully they just never lose. Um, okay. Four games left. Three games left. Sorry. Sorry, Stu. I thought you had a game. Do it. I, oh. I did you. I did you over there. It's terrible. <laughs> I forgot that your team was terrible. <laughs> Couldn't I, be. I, I, I will take my two points and uh, league, current league position, Mr. Williams. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh. We do like to laugh. So, League Cup. First fixture. Bolton Wanderers versus Middlesbrough. 
Tickets Where first, are you playing? Hey? Where oh, are you yes. Playing? This game takes place at the infamous Tough Sheet Stadium. Said with absolutely no tongue in cheek whatsoever. And tickets for this are only £10. So if I can get my act together, I might, uh, I might take in a bit of the Tough Sheet. It's only 90 minutes in the car. My team, I'll go last. Andy, what have you got for this one? Uh, a Borough two 0 win for for you to oh. be there in person to enjoy it. Goal scorers, Fours and uh, getting yet another goal and cementing himself as the podcast favourite. Latte. He'll probably need coffee at this point to uh, to keep up with uh, you know all these go- all these goals he's going to be banging. Uh, Matt. I've also I've gone for a Borough two-one win. Yeah, and a boy, and a boy, boyo, boyo, uh, uh, Moulton and McCree and Crooks. I think they might change it up a little bit. Yeah, won't be surprised to see that at all. Stu, I'm just still smiling for the fact that you went. It's only ninety minutes in the car, then failed to then add on but could be the longest 90 minutes of your life following, and then another 90 minutes back home again. Um, I've gone for a 1-0 Borough win, however, having said that, and I've gone for Force to score. Bloody hell. Mark the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. Stu picking Fours. So I, you just, if, if you pick Connolly for a game, then people will, like the listeners will know to just call the police and send them. So Yeah, yeah. I've, I've All of the boxes have been kicked. Yeah, I've, I've, me and you have obviously been making predictions under duress and whatnot. Um, next game sees Nottingham Forest taking on Burnley, Mr. Mr. Moore's team, so he will go last. I'll uh, jump straight in here. I've gone for a 1 0 home win with a 1 year to score. Stu? Um, I've got um, I've got 1 1. So I've got Forest, I've got Forest uh, Johnson to score and Berg for Burnley. I think I just realised I didn't give my Borough prediction. Oh well. Nil nil then, yeah? Two nil. Latte Laugh and Rogers. Even though I did say it off camera that Rogers looks less than convincing, shall we say. Uh, Matt, no, you're, it's your team. Andy, what have you got for this one? Uh, exactly what you predicted. 1-0, I won you. Correct. Lovely stuff. Matt? you not done this? Yes, uh, Stu's gone 1-1, Johnson and Berg. I've gone for a 2-1 Burnley win. Ooh. I think it'll be lots of reserves out and stuff like that. Um, Wood for Forest, old boy rule. Oh yeah, Redmond. of course, of course. And Red Redmond and Man- Manuel. Benson Manuel. Oh, yeah. I believe he was on loan at last season. Or he might have been permanent, but he looked quite good. Quite Our last game of the week sees Sheffield United taking on Andy's boys, Lincoln City. I've gone for a 2-1 Sheffield United win in this one. So, sadly, Andy is going to have to uh, throw his support behind the blades for at least a portion of time, if I am correct. Um, if I am correct, then uh, he's obviously never going to be speaking to uh, Mr Panas ever again, as uh, Panas cannot stand the blades. I've gone 2-1. Uh, Hamer and Traore to score for Sheffield United. Hackett Fairchild, podcast favourite, to score for Lincoln. You? Um, a couple of things. I've gone for 2 0 to Sheffield United. I've gone for Hackford and Basham, purely from the old school wrestling connection. Um, I did point out on the last podcast we did about how quickly it would be that Andy would end up being a Man City fan. If Sheffield United do win this game, he will miss that by one game as Sheffield United play Manchester City the game before Lincoln. Also, yeah. does Andy just get a red and white shirt generic? Well, it couldn't go further right. It couldn't go much wrong. Sorry, who was your other player that you said for Sheffield United? Basham. And? Hackford. 
Ford. Never heard of him, mate. Well, you will when he scores. Matt. I've also gone for a Sheffield United 2-1 win. Davis and Brooks. And Bishop for Lincoln City. Tom Davies and Andre Brooks. Sorry, who was your, who was your Lincoln ghost on? Bishop. Bishop! Last prediction of the week, Andy, go on, give us, uh, give us your thoughts. 1-0 Lincoln win. There he is. This guy never changes. Uh, Walker. Texas Ranger. Walker, Texas Ranger, to bag the goal. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the end of a fraught week in the podcast. Apologies, it's taken us a while to get back to you, but we are now here for the foreseeable. And um, yeah, that should be us for the rest of the season. Now we'll uh, we'll be back with you next week to break down the games we've just predicted. Maybe give you a little bit of insight into each game. Hopefully we'll be able to do that for you uh, moving forward this season. All that's left for me to do is to thank these three wonderful gentlemen for joining me again to break down the thought of the, the, the happenings of their team and uh, to commiserate me with the, uh, the shenanigans that are going on at mine. For another week then, until then, we will see you very shortly. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. So there we go. What do you think to that? Football's back. Again. Yeah, you, you get what I mean, don't you? Join us next week when we're talking about the games that we've predicted this week. And we'll be talking new game new games. That's the right. New games. Before you go, don't forget to click the subscribe button. Click a like while you're there. Share the podcast around. Leave a review. And uh, if you're interested in getting in touch with the guys... Jump over to the website, thecookiecast.com, click the email button. There's some social media links there as well, various different ways for you to get in touch with us. Open a dialogue, see where it leads. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to these grumpy old men talk about football. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.